right, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Timeline, episode 80. We are a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at fan at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill at Super Dupaflex. Bill, how you doing, man? Man, excited. Uh, we got our boy Drew here, so um, happy to be here to spend the evening with you, gentlemen. How you doing, brother? Doing good. And as Bill said, we got Drew at dr underscore pra. Dr. Prize, I like to call him. Uh, he is the the third host of the fancy timeline. He comes, he fills in whenever we uh, when we need to get out for whatever reason. Bill didn't think he would uh, be able to make it. He had an appointment, but he, he did what he had to do. He got here and now it's the three of us. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. So, you know, the wolf pack, the wolf pack. I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably Alan because I'll end up, you know, just accidentally giving everybody drugs, you know, feel like Drew <laughs> might end up on the roof of a casino, sunburnt and uh, Bill, the sunburn. Bill, Bill would probably be the dude missing a tooth. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> so I think we got most of the bases covered there, but um. Cool, man. You know, wasn't wasn't a real busy week with the news. I just seen something that Jeff Driscoll is like the 17th quarterback that the Texans have signed. Um, I mean, cool. I mean, they got Tyrod. They got I think they got Ryan Finley there, too. They got Jeff Driscoll. They got everybody. Davis Mills. I, I mean, we know that. We know that Deshaun's not going to start there, but Lord knows if anyone can figure out who actually will start there at, at week one. But whatever, that's the news. We covered it because, you know, that's what we do. And we're going to move on to what we do best. We're going to move on to what we saw on the timeline. And the first one here uh, was actually provided to us by Rocky. He, you know him. He's a co-host of the Trade Addicts. He's all over the place. Good dude. What is he at? FF at underscore addict. I always forget what he is. Yeah, he is a Dynasty FF addict. Dynasty FF. Sorry, Rocky. I mean, I wouldn't remember anyone's uh, on this show's handle if it wasn't on the screen. Easy for me to read. So my apologies, but. Trust me, I'm people checking to make sure I'm right. Uh, uh, yeah, he he's in here. <laughs> Shout outs to Rocky Dynasty FF Attic and Rocky, dude. I'm sorry, but I'm just, you know, let's face it, you're le- you're leaving something up to me. You know you what know. we're working with here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like let's let's keep it real here. All right. Uh, but but he brought this one up, and it was actually uh, it was really good. I thought it would it would spark a good discussion. So this is from. Dynasty nerds at Dynasty nerds. Everybody knows who they are as well. What's more important to you in Dynasty: age and potential, or proven production? So, Drew, since you are our third host, uh, I feel like you are more knowledgeable than me, at least. Uh, why don't you answer us first? Is it is it age and potential, or is it production for you? Oh man, uh, the easy answer is it depends, right? Uh, depends on where your team is. Um, uh, and it could also depend on the position for me. I think, uh, I think for, uh, quarterbacks, I, I would love to have the proven 
production for a quarterback, especially if I'm in a super flex league. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably pay up a little bit for it if I don't have it on my team. Um, and then most of the other other spots, uh, I'm okay to, to take some shots at the age of potential. I do tend to be an ageist overall, so I like moving guys off my roster as they get, uh, you know, the cliff comes up to the horizon and the windshield here. But um, yeah, I think uh, quarterbacks, I'd like to have somebody who's done it, feel good about that, and I have to worry about it for a few years if I don't have to. And then for the other uh, other positions, I'll rotate them through and uh, you know, I'll collect the draft picks and try to find the next, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, or, uh, Justin Jefferson or something like that. If I can. I like that. Bill, what about you? Are you, uh, are you going for the, the old guys or are you looking for the, the young blood on your team? Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, when you play a lot of, a lot of leagues, it's easier to just do every type of team, right? Like there's a team that like my four wide receivers are uh, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, um, Thielen, and Robert Woods. So they're all you know, and then I have younger running backs on that team, you know, and it's so it it really varies. Like I mean, I think that at wide receiver, I don't mind being a little older. I don't mind being older at quarterback either. Um, I think that those are where you can get cheap, uh, points. And so I'm okay kind of adding those assets, um, when I need to, whereas the other positions I, I do like to, I mean, tight end, you know, I like to try to get the next tight end up and coming. So I, I'm definitely much more, um, trying to grab a cheap tight end that could blow up, um, and running backs kind of the same thing because you're not going to get a much cheaper than like the draft essentially. So, um, but wide receivers, I'm totally fine with that for wide receiver set, you know? And, um, but yeah, El Rocky in the uh, chat says he hates being old at QB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's Rocky, Mr. Uh, he, he hates having a quarterback. That's his problem. No, he, I think he may have invented zero QB. Um, he hates when people say that, but he doesn't mind giving up a pick to get get him a Tom Brady. You know, I mean, shoot, I traded for Tom Brady three years ago, and every year I keep hearing, you're not going to have Tom Brady next year. And I'm like, I'll probably have Tom Brady till this league folds because that guy. But, I mean, you get, you know, he like he'll get himself a Ben Roethlisberger, you know, in a push or something like that. And it's funny because I read this question and I may be cheating the game a little bit, but my answer is, is why not both? Like, why can't I get a young Justin Jefferson? Like the, his potential isn't to eclipse the over 1400 yards that he had this season, but his potential is to be a perennial wide receiver one. So why don't I get the 23 year old who's doing that? You know, we're do we do the same thing with you know wide receivers like or excuse me with running backs like get me the Jonathan Taylor that I've kind of seen you know I haven't seen the peak yet of Jonathan Taylor at least in my opinion but I've seen he can he can do it so I, I'd like to when I can get a mix of both so that go ahead Bill 
Oh, I um, I just think that like when they say young potential, I, I always, uh, I guess, personally think of they're talking about players that haven't contributed yet. So are you going to take like Jalen Rager or are you going to take, you know, insert old wide receiver or something like that? You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm going to get con- point scorers, I want all young guys. Right. <laughs> so, so if I'm talking about a guy who hasn't done it in the league but is young, or an older guy that I have seen do it in the league, I'm going with the older guy. Like, I don't get the criminal disrespect for guys like Adam Thielen. Now, if you want to bring up, hey, a guy gets hurt, okay, we could talk about that. I get that. But we can't talk about him as a guy that doesn't produce. I don't care that he's, what, 30, 31, something like that. I don't care. The dude comes out there, even I, and I just spoke about Justin Jefferson, even when Justin Jefferson has over 1,400 yards, he had Adam Thielen has double digit touchdowns. Like, I'll take that guy. Uh, Bill, you brought it up. Allen Robinson. Yes, he plays in Chicago. And before they drafted Justin Fields, it was a dumpster fire at the quarterback position. But guess what? The dude always produces. And the dude has produced since college with garbage can quarterbacks. So I don't care. You know, Pete, we, we, you know, the big thing is Julio, you know, in the actual NFL. We're talking about, is Julio going to get traded? Who the hell knows? But you know what? You can't trade Julio off your team right now to save your life. But as long as that dude is healthy, he is a monster. I don't like. I don't care. Yeah, he's old. He's got bad feet. He's got bad ankles. I, like, I get all of that. I'm, and I'm fine with that because if the guy is healthy, and that's an if, I get that, he's going to produce. Keep keep your Jalen Ragers. Like you can have him. I'm cool. Keep your Henry Ruggs. You can have him too. Like if someone's like, hey, how about like Henry? You know, uh, Rocky brought up another good one here. Tyler Lockett. Like you want to put Tyler? Like hey, uh, what about Jalen Rager for Tyler Lockett? Let's go. I'm taking Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he might score me sixty one week and six the next week, but but I know that guy has the potential to be a wide receiver one any week of the season, even with DK Metcalf in town. So yeah, if I'm picking between the young guy that hasn't done it and the older guy that has done it, I'm going to take that older guy every time. Obviously there's, you know, sometimes you're doing the productive struggle thing and you won't, but if I'm just building a team like I normally do, yeah, I'm going to, I'll take that old guy. And sometimes it's just fun to just roll the dice, right? Like, and it's truly gambling, right? When you're playing just the, you're going for the young upside and hoping for it. It's truly just like buying a lottery ticket and hoping you hit. And that can be fun, especially if you have a lot of teams. Like, I mean, I have teams with every sort of build. And so that's what keeps my attention. You know, it's not everything's the same. So um, sometimes it hits. And uh, sometimes you're <laughs> wondering why you made that decision in the first place. So and and listen, you you and I spoke about this last off season, and you ended up being right in the situation. But AJ Green was a guy that I was touting last year. I was like, hey, AJ Green, the guy has done it in the league before. Yes, he's old, but you know, and I was wrong about that. I mean, AJ Green you know, had opportunity and, you know, just it didn't click with Joe Burrow. And, but like, 
I'm I'm gonna roll the dice on those guys, you know, as opposed to the young guy that we have hopes and dreams for, because we've had hopes and dreams about a lot of guys that have never, you know, Laquan Treadwell comes to mind, like hopes and dreams. <laughs> He's been young for a while, but but a guy, you know, in this vein of age versus production, I'm going into my fifth year of playing Dynasty, and a guy that I picked every year until last year, um, way later than he ever should have gone, was Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz was old when I first started playing Dynasty. And why are you taking Larry Fitz? He's old. And, you know, he hasn't produced for the last couple of seasons, but, like, the first three seasons that I played, he was still producing at least at a flex level. And I was getting him as, like, my fifth, sixth, seventh wide receiver sometimes. And people are like, well, he's old. And it's like, yeah, but he can play. Like, I like Larry Fitz is going to the Hall of Fame, and he's going to the Hall of Fame because he can play. <laughs> like, go ahead. You want to take Henry Ruggs over him? Like, cool. You want to take Laquan Treadwell over him? Go ahead. Like, you can have, you know, and some people like the hopes and dreams, and some people will draft a guy just to say, like, I had him on my roster, and I told you guys he was going to be good, but like, I like to tell people that I'm good when I've won the league. Like that's that's when I like to to full out my 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 knowledge in this game is like, hey, I won this year. Like obviously I may know a thing or two about building a team. But you know, uh Rocky, I you know, appreciate you because that was a good question. Um and for context, uh Rocky still has uh Drew Brees on his listener league team. Listen. Rocky's gonna have Drew Brees. Uh, I think he's trying to petition MFL to get um, Troy Aikman and Dan Marino added, so he can pick them up too. Um, <laughs> Rocky says he's coming back. <laughs> Drew Brees is coming back. Listen, after three games of uh, Taysom Hill and two games of Famous uh, NBC, he he may. Uh, the, the Saints may pay him a boatload of money to come back. We'll see what happens with, with that dynamic duo at quarterback that they have right now. But, um, all right, so, you know, I, I wanted to lead with that question because I think it, it kind of goes into this question a little bit. This is from Dinah Nostradamus at Dinah Nostradamus. Am I crazy for liking Swift over Najee? So we have obviously the the resident Lions fan in the house. So uh, we're gonna go to our correspondent in Detroit and uh, and see what he has to say. Is is he crazy for liking DeAndre Swift over first round pick Pittsburgh Steeler running back Najee Harris? I don't think so. I think that like. I mean, most people agreed that the running backs from last year were much uh, better than the running backs this year. So that alone kind of negates the late first pick compared to an early second pick last year for Swift. Um, I don't really, um, you know, give too much weight to the difference. And then also, I mean, we know Swift – it has flashed already. And so that's something, you know, I mean, 
good receiver. We know he's going to be part of that game. You know, the offensive line is arguably better than the Steelers. Um, never thought I would ever say that in my lifetime. But, I mean, their rushing offense last or rushing stats were terrible, and they were considered one of the worst rushing lines uh, in the NFL last year. So, Pittsburgh I'm talking about. So, I mean, I think that it's very – I think that you're probably in a gross majority. I think it's just more so that it may not feel that way right now because it's right after draft season and we got the rookie hype, all of that. And I just don't believe that when we get into August, if you pull, you know, if you do a poll now, it's going to be probably skewed to Najee a little bit, but if you do it in like late August, I bet you it's, it's sizably on the swift side. What do yeah, you this, think, Drew? Is he crazy? This is, uh, this is actually the opposite of your first question, right? You have Swift, who I think is actually younger and has done it, versus Najee, who's older and hasn't done a thing yet. Well, uh, Drew, I'm actually younger than Najee Harris, so, <laughs> I mean. Um, yeah, and, and where Najee's been going in early uh, rookie drafts for Superflex, you know, what, the one, somewhere like the 105, 107 range, maybe, depending on how quarterbacks and, and wide receiver uh, pits goes. If you're telling me I could have given up my 106 to get Swift this year, I would have done that easy. And if you're telling me I could have gotten Swift and a little sweetener because they wanted Najee Harris, I'll do it twice. There you go. That's simple. And, you know, I I wasn't sure. I pretty much thought you guys were going to go Swift. Um, I was hoping one of you guys would go Najee just so that we didn't – the three of us didn't go Swift. But um, uh, we're going to make it three for three here. I mean, listen, we we build these narratives in our head, right? We we talk, we, if you're on Twitter and you're listening to smart people, they've been talking about the Pittsburgh offensive line troubles since the end of the season last year. But if you're, if you're maybe a more casual dynasty player, you're, you know, right now, you're not really, you know, into all the news and, Maybe you're just fielding, you know, trade offers and that's about it. You may be thinking, oh, well, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, had a pretty good offensive line. And they did like three years ago. They had a pretty good offensive line. But we we keep building this up like they still have that offensive line from like three years ago. And they don't. Um, I think it was PFF ranked them as the worst run blocking offensive line in the league last year. Um, they, they, they've lost guys off of, off of that worst run blocking line. So, I mean, yes, could they go up because they lost those guys? Sure. But they could also have worse guys replacing them and be in that 30 to 32 range. So, um, do, do I think Najee Harris is talented? Yes, I do think he's talented. Um, I think he will do well for your team this year. Um, but like, you know, another narrative that we, that we kind of boast is that, you know, Detroit has Jared Goff and they have Amon St. Brown and the Pips and, and Hawkinson and Swift. And that's, you know, it's pretty much Goff, Swift and Hawkinson and a bunch of guys, but like, Jared Goff is an okay quarterback. He's not elite. He's not even very good, but 
he's okay. Like, he's going to get the ball where it needs to go, you know, and Hawk is going get, to get a lot of those targets. But DeAndre Swift is going to get a lot of those targets too. Like, I mean, if he's looking out on the field and he's like, okay, let me go through my progressions. Hawk, oh, damn, they double covered him. Brashad Perriman pass. Uh, <laughs> Tyrell the Gazelle pass. Oh, DeAndre Swift is open. Okay, yeah, I'm going to throw it to him. Like, there, there's a lot of passes in that wide receiver room. <laughs> so when, uh, oh, God, here comes Larry. Goff blows. He said the same thing about Brandon Cooks last year, and then Brandon Cooks cooked him. So um, he doesn't blow. He's average, which, I mean, the weapons around him are not, besides Swift and Hawk. So, you know, they're not going to be good. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to win seven or eight games. You know, they're probably going to be a three or four win team. But Goff will get the ball where it needs to go. And I think that second read is going to be swift. I think he's going to get, you know, a good amount of receptions. And then he's going to run the ball a little bit, too. They got Jamal Williams in there, which is going to, you know, cut into him a little bit. But, I mean, Bill, you brought up a good point about Najee up against last year's class. And I mean, he's probably going behind, you know, I mean, Edwards Hilaire, because he was the first running back taken, but he's probably going behind JT. He's probably going behind DeAndre Swift. He may even go behind Dobbins, you know, so in last year's class, you know, maybe he tops out at running back four. I mean, you want Hammer Gibson. Well, yeah, I mean, if you start even going further back, you know, that weren't ranked high, but I mean, there was a reason he went back, right? Like, I mean, it was the same thing for Etienne. Like, those guys went back for a reason. I I can't be all that I just wanted to go back to school, right? I mean, maybe that's the case, but, like, I mean, I think they knew that they were going to be late second, early third round picks, you know? Yeah, why – why be the, the fourth or fifth best in a class when you have a, a opportunity to be in a much weaker class, which everyone predicted, you know, the day after the 2021 or excuse me, the 2020 draft was over. They were like, this running back class is not going to be good. Why not try to be the number one in that class instead of the number four or number five in another class? I mean, he made a smart business decision because there, I believe in my heart, a 0% chance he would have went in the first round last year. I mean, there was only one one running back taken in the first round last year, which was CEH. So I don't think he would have went, went above CEH. So, I mean, yeah, go back and make your money. But, no, you're not crazy. Um, if you have Najee Harris in places and you want DeAndre Swift, Try to make that deal. Make that trade. You're like, hey, Swift is my dude. I think he's better. And send it straight up at first and see what the guy says. Guy's probably going to be like, nah, I need I need more to get off of Swift. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's like, nah, she's the man. He, you know, he ran at Alabama and, you know, he's going to be on the Pittsburgh Steelers with their good offensive line and, you know, and t- take yourself Swift and and go to town. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we were three for three. I was hoping maybe we'd have a little uh, little debate on that, but uh, you know, I'm I'm podcasting with two very smart individuals, so that uh, that didn't happen. But uh, 
But here you go. We uh, we we talked about age and potential or proven production. Uh, these guys don't have the production in this next question, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, who we like more. This is from Jimmy Barnhart at Jimmy underscore Barnhart. Which second year wide receiver would you rather have on your dynasty team going forward? Henry Ruggs the third or Jalen Rager? Um, since uh, I disliked both of these guys in the pre-draft process, uh, Drew, why don't you go first? Uh, who would you uh, who would you rather have? Uh, whichever one was cheaper uh, <laughs> to start. If you're telling me they cost the same thing, uh, which is hopefully like a third round pick, then uh, I would probably take Jalen Rieger. Uh, I follow the guys at Rotoviz. I know Curtis Patrick has got Rieger on one of his special lists this year for somebody who comps some of the other guys that had a slow start. So I would trust him and his research and, and uh, shoot my shot there if it costs the same thing. But um, yeah, whichever one was a better value if we're in a, a startup or something like that, if I got to fill out a roster. All right, Bill, what about you? Uh, you taking that Jalen Rager or you want Henry Ruggs? I want the guy that they didn't sign a direct replacement for. Um, so I will take Rager over Ruggs. I mean, John Brown got signed. He's a speed guy, you know, like he's a guy that's done it before. Um, I mean, maybe Ruggs, you know, takes a step. I mean, they both have the opportunity to, I mean, these guys were rookies. Like we see all these other rookies blow up and it still was a COVID year, right? Like these guys didn't get the training camp and all of that. And so I'm not afraid of adding either of these guys to my roster, obviously at this year's startup prices compared not last year's obviously, but <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like they're worth a flyer, you know, both of them. I mean, I get not liking them. There's definitely reasons to, but if we remove the fact that they were first round wide receivers, they still have opportunities on teams that, you know, like them. So I mean, and we, we've to chalk, you know, or to like X them off, you know, after one year, that was a, an odd year. Um, I hope a lot of people do that because, you know, I'm more than willing to pay a third for, for somebody like that. I think. Yeah, this, this is, this is tough. Cause this is like, what flaming bag of poop do I want to step in? Um, the blue one. It's colder or hotter. It's hotter. Yeah. It's hotter. Yeah. So thanks for giving me third degree burns. Um, ah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like either one of these guys in the pre-draft process and then nothing they did year one really gave me a ton of confidence on why I may have been wrong in my assessment. Um, you know what? Just to be different, I'll pick rugs. Yeah, John Brown is there, and maybe he he takes the Nelson Aguilar role of number one wide receiver uh, in Vegas. But I don't I don't know what the Philly offense is going to be. You know, we there in the Twitterverse. There's a lot of hype about Jalen Hurts and what he can be. You know, he. He could be a, a number one, a QB one, you know, just based on rushing ability alone. Uh, that's a possibility. Um, 
I watched him play his last four games. He kind of came out of nowhere. He stunned the Saints because I don't think the Saints knew really what to expect. Uh, I ha- had a decent game against the Cardinals, but it was just kind of after that. It was just kind of like, eh, like okay. So I don't even know if he will be the guy uh, in 2022. So that's a little worrisome. And I don't know if they're going to try to limit the amount of time Hertz has to throw. And if they do try to limit that, I feel like the, the targets are going to uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, their first round top 10 pick Devonta Smith and maybe whatever running back they feel like can catch, whether that's Miles Sanders or uh, Kenny Gainwell or the corpse of Carrion Johnson, you know, whatever one. So I don't know what will be available for Rager. Um, but listen, I don't like either one of these guys. So honestly, I want either one of them on my team. But I, But I think Bill brings up a good point. If you can get either of these guys for a third or like two thirds or something like that, it's probably better, especially this year. I mean, Drew, Bill, and I have been through plenty of drafts in 2021. We've seen what that third round looks like. There's there's not a Henry Ruggs or a Jalen Rager uh, there. Not even a guy that you can profile to maybe have the ceiling that either one of those guys can have. So yeah, uh, I throw that out there, you know, see if somebody will say, oh, Jalen Rager, you know, kind of like I am. Jalen Rager stinks. Henry Rugg stinks. And yeah, I'd rather take a third round pick and just roll the dice on, you know, whatever guy ends up there. And, you know, and, and, you know, what's the worst case scenario? You do probably what you were going to do with that third round pick anyway, pick a dude who, is never going to be anything. I mean, really, you're you you don't have a lot to lose. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I mean, Drew and Bill are going to go the Rager side. I'm I'm going to go the Rug side just because I have to, and it's fun to argue the other side, uh, especially when I don't like either guy. So, make sure Brian Edwards isn't listening. Uh, listen, Bill knows. Nobody loves Brian Edwards more than I do. I love that man. I, I think I think he's the guy who uh, who steps up uh, who steps up in in year two uh, for Vegas. But yeah, we'll see. You know, John Brown is in town, so and you know John Gruden has decided that he doesn't like offensive linemen anymore. So he's shipping them out of town faster than uh, than we can even keep up with. So, all right, let's uh, let's go here. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Here's here's the next one here from Matt Daniel at Matt underscore NFL underscore. DJ Moore was the wide receiver 25 last year. So why is he being drafted as the wide receiver 11? And I said it with a little emphasis because he capitalized wide receiver, the wide receiver 11. So Bill, why? Why do we love DJ Moore so damn much? What is wrong with us, Bill? 
Well, this is the theme, right? I mean, it started with the first question, and now we're uh, still talking about it with the uh, the last one, uh, the last question. And you know, everybody loves potential and and youth. And the thing is, when he was drafted, he was like twenty years old, right? So, like, he's still very young, even though he's had three seasons. Um, is it three, two? I don't know. Anyways played two or three seasons <laughs> and uh, I think it's three. I, I have to think about that too, but you know, he, he's still young and he's younger than some guys coming out of the draft still. So like, I mean, that's intriguing to people and you know, I'm not sure he ever reaches the heights that we hope. Um, and that's a, a legit question. And I mean, that's an inefficiency that I'm probably not going to uh, perpetuate um, if I'm in a startup, I'm not drafting him wide receiver 11. Um, you know, I just, I think that people just fall in love with names too. And I mean, that's another thing, right? Like, and, and the re two 1000 yard seasons with garbage touch garbage QBs says Rocky. Um, so, I mean, that's fine. Um, that's legit. Uh, but you can find thousand find thousand yard receivers everywhere for way cheaper than wide receiver 11. So, I mean, again, and this is an argument that Rocky's making for DJ Moore that he makes with quarterbacks. Like, why do I want to pay for the young guy when I can just keep replacing older wide receivers and, and not have to worry about, is this guy going to take the next step or not when I'm getting guys that have already done that. And so, I mean, that's kind of where I am. Um, DJ Moore is just overvalued now. That's how it is. And maybe he blows up and gets a, a bunch of touchdowns, you know. But then can we still say, like, let's say he scores 11 touchdowns this year. Are we going to be, you know, confident that next year he doesn't score three, you know, which was what he did the first two years or whatever the number was. So, like, I think that that's just one of the – traps we fall into with youth and um you know if you're if you're looking to win oftentimes that's not the way to play the game especially at wide receiver all right drew what do you think uh, this seems so contrary to what i've seen around it feels like if anything dj moore has been so undervalued i guess maybe up until now um i can easily find 11 wide receivers or 15 wide receivers i'd want to have before him uh, coming into this year, including uh, a couple of the rookies. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe people perceive him as kind of that blend of he's done it and he's still young. So they have that hope that, you know, touchdowns will come, which is a, that's a tough dream to chase. Um, you know, if they're thinking that Darnold is going to get unlocked this year and actually, uh, you know, live up to his hype as a first round pick, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm certainly not paying anywhere close to that. And uh, if I can get a, a wide receiver, a wide receiver one value and trade back for him. Uh, I will take that all day. Um, I mean, I, I guess like uh, you look at somebody like Brandon Cooks, who I I'm off of this year based on what's happening with his quarterback. Um, but again, you got a 26, 27 year old guy that's had how many five out of his six years have been thousand yard seasons. Granted, he's had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for almost the entirety of it. But the question is, you know, is it is it his talent? And if it is, then can he can he get 900 yards this year with whoever's throwing him the ball? and probably being taken as the wide receiver 30. I don't know where he is right now in startups, but um, 
yeah, to Bill's point, you can find you can find a suitable replacement, you know, a lot easier there. So yeah, there's there's no way he should be going as the wide receiver eleven. So so Drew brought up a, a couple of good points. One, uh, I think he just said that uh, current Detroit Lions starting quarterback Jared Goff is a Hall of Fame worthy. So Bill, go go Lions. Um, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Hall of Fame coach there. <laughs> but uh, Drew also touched on a point that I want to expound on a little bit because Rocky did say 2,000-yard seasons with garbage QBs. It all depends on what your opinion of Sam Darnold is because me personally think that Sam Darnold was in a garbage situation, and I, I may even be underselling it. But, you know, I, you know, I follow all the analytics guys and they bring out the numbers on Sam Darnold and he's like consistently, you know, last in a, bu- a bunch of metrics that you don't want your quarterback to be last in. Now, obviously, we can argue the point. Who the hell was he throwing it to? Who the hell was blocking for him? <laughs> who the hell was on defense? And, and those may be valid points, or it may be that, contrary to what I believe, Sam Darnold is just hot garbage. I don't think so, but I mean, the numbers right now say, yeah, he is. Um, so there, there's that. Bill also brought up a good point, and I think he's going to bring up another one. What do you got, Bill? No, I'm just going to um, – I'm not going to quite uh, – <laughs> I'm not going to quite defend uh, Darnold, yes. but let's let's give um, him, just like every other player that's left uh, Adam Gase uh, grasp the All benefit right. of the doubt for at least a season until – you know, if he sucks this year, then he's just – you know, he's just not an NFL quarterback, but – like I'm, I'm not throwing him away yet, yet um, because we've seen it time and time and time again, where when guys leave the team or after he leaves the team, guys that everybody believed in their talent all of a sudden do something. So, and um, and Bill, I'm arguing against my own love because I I do think Sam Darnold is at least a good quarterback. I'm not going to say elite. I'm not going to say Hall of Fame. I'm not going to say any of that. But I think he's at least a, a good quarterback, and I think. Besides a, a change, of, change of scenery and a change of coaching, I mean, you got Matt Rule, you got Joe Brady, two guys that have shown that, A, they know how to put teams together, and B, they know how to run offenses. I think they're going to put Sam Darnold in a situation to succeed. I don't think they're going to do what Adam Gase did, which was just like, you're going to run my offense. I don't care if, if it's good for your skill set. I don't care if it's good for the skill set of the players around you. You're just going to do what I say because I know what's going on. But I, I do I do want to keep it at least, you know, I do want to put it out there that, you know, it's not just a given that Sam Darnold is going to blow up because he's not in New York anymore and he's not around Adam Gase anymore. He has the opportunity to, but all of the analytics guys might just be right. And it just might be that Sam Darnold is not as good as we thought he is. So I want to, I want to put both out there because I don't want to just shower all of my Sam Darnold love upon him and, you know, just make it seem like it's going to be okay. But 
what I want to do is, since we're talking about DJ Moore and we're talking about where he is and maybe who we would want after him, I want to play a little game. I want to play my favorite game. Bill knows what my favorite, my favorite game is. We're going to play a little bit of the ADP game. So I got DLF's May ADP up here. We've got half, over half the month done. So, you know, we've got a good, uh, good sprinkling here. Now, I will say, before we start this, DLF ADP for May, DJ Moore is wide receiver 16. So he's not the wide receiver 11. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, that Matt, you know, is giving bad stats here. He, he looks somewhere and, you know, not saying that at all. So please don't take it that way. But DLF ADP for May in Superflex, he is wide receiver 16. So I'm going to throw a name out. And I, we got two guys, so it makes it even better because we might get some conflict. But I'm going to throw a name out there and you guys tell me. DJ Moore or Amari Cooper? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, like, here's where I will go DJ Moore. Okay. Like, um, I think that if I'm just throwing the name out, that's all I got to do, right? I don't have to explain myself. Good. No, I mean, you can if you want to, but you don't have to. Oh, man. I, I'd probably go Amari Cooper. Drew That's with, probably the correct answer. Drew with the but, correct answer. But I kind of have a little bit of Amari hate. So <laughs> listen, I, I, I I'm willing like, to admit it. Like, I, you know, I, I just, feel like Amari has done people wrong in the past. So I, I get the hate. I am uh, a little hurt. Yes. Yeah. I've, he has done some people <laughs> wrong. I get it. I mean, I will go with Amari also, but I, Bill, I understand where your hatred comes from. It is, it is justified. Um, and his price now is actually decent for like mm -hmm. what you're going to get. So like, yes. that's the other thing, right? Like, Agreed. I mean, you're not going to get more from him because he's at that age now where people aren't going to like his price is going to be going down. But so he's a guy that I will consider adding now because, you know, he changes, goes to maybe he stays for less, you know, who the heck knows what happens, you know, like there's so much that could happen. And, um, he is a, a, a good receiver. He's just never going to be that elite receiver that everybody hoped he was to start. And I think right. a lot of times we get caught up in expectations and then we don't see the value yeah. of somebody after that. And uh, he's like a perfect example for me. Like I'm very much at fault for that. And, and um, a buddy of mine says he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Very Good. And I, that's what Valid. I think Amari Cooper is. I think he's in the hall of very good. He's, you know, he, he always ends up as a wide receiver one somehow. And it used to be that he used to end up as a wide receiver one because he would have like four monster games and then 12 games that you could like take or leave. Last year, I think he was, I think he was more uh, consistent, but his kind of his career had always been like, yeah, he always ends up as a wide receiver one, but it's because he has like, four 35 40 point games and then the rest of his games going six eight 12 13 and you're like all right like can i get maybe like a like six or seven 20 point games like i don't need three 40 point games from you amari but I, no i i get what you're saying bill and i think it's it's very valid um all right here we go bill talked about you can get a thousand yard receiver anywhere dj moore or king of the 1,000-yard receivers, 
Mike Evans. I'm taking Mike Evans. I think that his his point total is going to be greater mm-hmm. every season that he plays compared to DJ Moore. Yep. Give me uh, Evans with Brady back. Another full year in the system. Three for three on the Mike Evans uh, front. Uh, and accor- according to this. I know he- that uh, Rocky is going to send me Mike Evans for DJ Moore in a league. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to struggle more than what I just said. <laughs> and you can uh, and you can get Mike Evans a half a round later than DJ Moore. Six picks, it's not a lot, but it's you know it's something to consider. Trade down, get yourself a you know a rookie pick or something, and uh, get yourself Mike Evans. All right, DJ Moore or Corlin Sutton. Uh, that's DJ Moore for I'll me. Take more. I, th- I I think we're going to make it three for three here. I, I love Sutton. I think he's going to come back, but we, we can't be 100% sure about that. So I'm, I would go with uh, with DJ Moore as well. Uh, let's move down a little bit. Uh, here we go. Uh, there's a, a two spot right here that I think will it'll be interesting. DJ Moore or Bill's, uh, Bill's ex-favorite player, Kenny Randall G, Cunningham? Kenny Galladay. Randall Cunningham. Get out of here. I loved Randall Cunningham. I'm actually I actually got into Madden Mobile. He's my uh, he's my quarterback right now for my team. So yeah. um but Kenny G or DJ Moore? I take more. Yeah. I think I think that's three for three. Mm-hmm. I think it's only because of, of quarterback, to be honest. Um I'm not a huge Daniel Jones fan, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I think it's I think it's it, DJ Moore as well. Is Darnold better than? I'd rather um, have Daniel Jones and Darnold. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Year. Like, what do you think there, Josh? I, I I don't. I mean, I think I think uh, Darnold's going to be better than than uh, Jones this year. Mm. But to be fair, like, let's look at it this way, right? Like DJ Moore, like. Darnell compared to Teddy isn't as large of a difference as Stafford to Daniel Jones. Agreed. Agreed with that. So who's to say, right? Like how that's going to affect Galladay and being in a new system. Yeah. And I, I think also if you look at the, the weapons around Kenny G, I mean, you can you can say what you want about Sterling Shepard when he's when he's healthy he's decent you know Darius Slayton is still in town Saquon if he's healthy is going to command targets I think there's I think there's more weapons on this team than there had been in Detroit if you add in you know a guy who can catch the ball like Saquon can so um but yeah, I mean, I I love um, I love what you brought up there, Bill, with the the gap between uh, between Teddy B, Darnold, and then uh, you know Daniel Jones and Stafford. So here, I think I only got one more, but this is right after Kenny G, DJ Moore or Robert Woods. 
<laughs> See now, I mean, now you're getting into like where he's eight years younger, right? Mm -hmm. And and the points aren't going to be as different between the two of them. So mm -hmm. like, I think that that's just buying years by mm -hmm. taking DJ Moore. So I think that's pretty easy for me. Okay, now I agree with with your words. That's more of a coin flip now that Stafford's over there. If I'm if I'm gonna win now and I think I can get good production, because who else is there now? So you got Cup, Woods, Tutu Atwell. Stop it. They lost uh Van Jefferson. Yeah, so you have Van Jefferson. You lost uh what's his name over to Tennessee? Oh uh, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. I don't know. Um I kinda like the old man duo there. Uh, I would I would certainly say that, that DJ Moore is the value you should if you're going to trade those two you should get something else with Robert Woods but oh, yeah. as far as like who I'd want to have on my roster this year uh, I could I could probably flip a coin between those two and and I I want to look at I've I've been looking at this from a draft perspective because in Matt's original question he said he ended the season at wide receiver 25 but he's being drafted at wide sure, receiver 11 sure. so you're getting I, I just looked at the. Uh, the actual draft picks, the average draft picks that they're going at. And you're getting Robert Woods a round and a half later, about 18 picks later than you're getting DJ Moore. So I guess it all depends. It's, I always look at it like, okay, if I'm getting Robert Woods in the next round or I'm getting Robert Woods two rounds from now, what, what am I getting with that earlier pick and Robert Woods compared to DJ Moore and what I'm getting with that later pick because it's kind of a that's how I always look at it. What's up, Bill? So I'm totally off. Like so, Robert Woods just turned 29, and DJ Moore's 24 now. So I thought he just stayed 22 forever. So apparently that's where my brain that's the Amari so. Cooper bias. <laughs> I mean, so Amari Cooper's been 26 uh, for 15 years now. Guy's been in the league 15 years. He's yeah. been 26 the whole time. And Benjamin Button. <laughs> Uh, talk, talking about that, and, I, and maybe I'll throw a couple more in there um, before that, but you mentioned Benjamin Button. Have you seen the side-by-side -side pictures of um, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Frank Gore? Yes. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick no. has gone from this kid with no beard, nothing, to this like old man with this Grizzled. big beard and, and white in it, and Frank Gore looks like two years younger now than he did in his rookie picture that he took. And I'm like, this, youth. this guy is going to play till he's like him and Brady are going to be playing probably for like, who the hell knows for the, for the Raiders They're in 2032 aliens. winning them Super Bowls. So the real question is, am I crazy for liking Frank Gore over Najee Harris? <laughs> you're not. I I think I think you go get him. Listen, you probably have him for more years. <laughs> if you draft Najee, we'll get Gore and we'll we'll do a straight up trade. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna find out he's like a cyborg or something. Yeah. You know, it's like Marcus Allen, man. He played till he was like so old, and he played like quite well. Yeah, you know? high level. Like, he, like it was pretty incredible. There, there, there really wasn't like a, a fall off. It was just kind of like, yeah, he's good, he's good, he's good. He's still good. He's like, how's he still good? <laughs> like, I, that, that's a great, uh, that's a great pull there because you're absolutely right. Um, and then there, you know, 
after after like Robert Woods, who's wide receiver twenty four, so eight spots after DJ Moore, it, you're either like it's either like a young guy who maybe hasn't done what DJ Moore has done yet, or an older guy who's done it but he's old. It's like right after Robert Woods. Here's an example of each. You got Deontay Johnson and Julio Jones. Like it's the young guy who hasn't really put it together yet. And then the old guy who we know is elite, but he's old. Like, yeah, you know, that's DJ Moore for me compared to either of well, those. Because DJ Moore, I just right. looked it up. He he was close to 1,200 yards both seasons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, without touchdowns. So just four I mean, touchdowns each season. So yeah. He's a great floor play. He's a great guy to balance out your DK Metcalf or your A.J. Brown or something like that. Yeah. I Yeah, I, you know, I agree. And I think, you know, I think what we have to remember with – with DJ Moore, and this is what we do in Dynasty. We're, we're we have information literally coming from everywhere. We pull all these tweets from Twitter. So if you're following people on Twitter, you literally have more information than your brain can handle on every player who's ever played. And we try to put that information together and then project what a player is going to do. So if we look at DJ Moore, last year was his first year with a new coaching staff. All the COVID stuff was crazy. You know, first year with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, obviously, this is going to be his first year with Sam Darnold. You know, but he was also, you know, it was his first year playing, uh, you know, on the other side of Robbie Anderson. There was a lot of newness for DJ Moore last year. And this year, there's going to be a lot of the same. I mean, Robbie Anderson is back. Same offensive coordinator, same head coach. You know, yes, the quarterback is different. But, you know, we're projecting that what he did last year, and he, he, you know, like Bill said, he did have a good season last year. The touchdowns were low. What did he have, like three or four touchdowns? I think four. So that's, that's what really kind of sunk him is that, you know, and I'm sure somebody who does the analytics would probably say for the amount of receptions and the amount of yards he probably should have had, you know, six, seven, maybe eight touchdowns. You know, I know there's a way to do that to figure out what they should have had. So if he's more, you know, even if he jumps up to seven, three more touchdowns, you know, that that's going to be a help. He's going to have a lot of the same weapons around him, a new trigger man. But I mean, and please don't, don't hear what I'm not saying, but we, we saw this with Brady and Evans at the beginning of the season a new quarterback wide receiver combo didn't get on the same page right away. But then as the season progressed, we were like, Oh, wait a minute. Like Mike Evans, isn't just like a glorified tight end. Who's just like going like two for two with two touchdowns. Like, you know, he can actually have reception and, you know, it might take a little while to get DJ Moore there, but I do think that, you know, as the season progresses, he will get there and, and, good things will come. But, I mean, it's a good question raised so by So, what I got out of that is that uh, Sam Darnold is Tom Brady. Yeah, Bill heard what I wasn't saying. That's uh, that that's uh, that's what I got out of this conversation. Leave your DJ Moore is now 6'5". <laughs> yeah, yeah. Touchdown monster in the red zone. Yes, so, yes. All, all of those things is, is got exactly it. Can we shift this a little bit? We've all yeah. done some rookie um, drafts. Yeah. Is there any players that you realize like you didn't end up with that you wish you would have, or 
or you were surprised you didn't end up with? Because I just looked at mine, and there's out of the top 31, there's five players I didn't draft in the top 31, and they're all running backs. Okay, interesting. Uh, Drew, you're, you're, you're our guest here. Uh, who, who's that guy that you're like, man, I thought I was going to get a share or two of this guy, and it just it didn't work out? I thought I was going to get more Kyle Pitts, but then everybody started taking him at the damn 102. Which yeah, means but- I got a whole lot of Justin Fields <laughs> at 104, 105, 106. Um, that but, is, uh, that is yeah. so funny because I got a lot of just or I Justin. I almost said Justin, Justin Pitts. Pitts. Yeah, I got a lot of Kyle Pitts, which I wasn't expecting because I thought people were going to take him at the 102, 103. And I got him a lot of times at like the 105, 106. I even got him at the 108 in one draft. So like um, it – but I've heard I heard a lot of people saying that going into this is that like every draft is going to be completely different than the previous one that you did. So it's funny that he's a guy I actually got a lot more of than I thought I would. But the guy that I thought I would would have gotten more of uh, would have been Jamar Chase. I actually have zero shares of Jamar Chase as we sit here right now, and I thought I would get more of him, and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't have one running back from the number two through um, five rated running backs. So I got Najee. And that's it. And that's it. Wow. I have a few shares of Najee. It's weird. I was like, everybody just, you know, drafted running backs like way, you know, they were really aggressive with drafting them. And so, like, it just, I couldn't pass up on whoever fell to me and it was like, okay, do I grab ETN? Who's I'm not a super, like, I know that like Rotoviz is very in on him and like, I appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how much I trust urban Meyer in the NFL yet. And um, he's yeah. just saying some weird things about that whole thing where they want, want a Kadarius Tony and, you know, I, you know, it's just a lot of weird stuff. So like I was, Little, I didn't think I would get much of him because, I mean, even Rocky and I were talking about this before the draft. Like, ETN was so low, and I, but I'm surprised I didn't get any Javante. Like, and I'm a little disappointed about that, to be honest. Well, Bill, here's some good news. Uh, we still have our listener league draft. All right, now I told everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine because I seem to be a Javante magnet. I ha- I got him in so many drafts, and I didn't I didn't like reach to take him. Uh, I know we were in Superflex uh, Superflex Army too. Actually, all three of us are in that draft, and I was contemplating between I think it was one oh eight I want to say, um, Javante or Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Um. And I was going back and forth, and you had the pick after me. So I said, all right, I'm going to take Javante because I have Javante hired. And then I'm going to try to make a trade with Bill to get that next pick so I could take Mac Jones. And actually, I think uh, Rocky, who's in the chat, made the trade with you. Uh, He took Mac Jones. Um, But, yeah, uh, it's so funny that, you know, two guys that you, you both said that you haven't gotten a lot of, I have gotten a lot of. And I, you know, I don't draft for need in rookie drafts. 
I draft based on my board. Obviously, everybody's board is different. So, so you may think I reached on somebody, but to me, I, I didn't. Um, well, yeah, you, I'm just saying reached in comparison to what I have them. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I don't I don't really slam people if I'm like, you know, you take somebody and I'm like, oh, I had that guy lower. I mean, I hope you're going off of how you personally have ranked guys and you're not saying like, oh God, like uh, I need a quarterback. So I better take, you know, Mac Jones in front of, and I'm not saying you, but I'm saying everyone in general. Yeah. Oh, I'm at 105. The first four were quarterbacks. Like I should be taking Kyle Pitts or actually on my board, I, I would say Jamar Chase, but, um, and then you go ahead and take Mac Jones. Like, don't do that. Like, Take the better guy. Like, you'll be able to figure it out. If you don't know how to trade for a quarterback, ask Rocky. He does it all the time. I don't yeah. agree with that in a 14-team super flex. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and draft a quarterback earlier than you want to. Man, I am. I am. <laughs> I mean, because there's, there's 28 starters. So, like, you I, have... Listen. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying, not... yeah, like, and I don't think that that's like I did that last year, and I luckily hit Herbert. But I mean, well, yeah, you know, but that was a reach in comparison. I took him at 104 and a 14 team. Yeah. yeah. And now the funny thing is, is that I don't think that's a reach. Well, but, but point being but is that's a, a reach. A lot of people did for consensus. A and, lot of people did. And so, um, but. I, you, oh, you do draft also based on consensus to a point because if you think you can get a guy a little later, I'm so stubborn when it comes to that. I really am. So I you, mean, because honestly, probably in in the situation that I'm talking about, I probably should have taken Mac Jones because my starters in those in that league is, uh, I got Sam Darnold, my my boy, uh, Daniel Jones. Not my boy, but I traded him straight up for uh, Drew Locke because somebody was in the playoffs. Uh, Drew Locke was hurt, and uh, or Drew Locke wasn't hurt, and Daniel Jones was, and I was out of it. So I said, yeah, I think Daniel Jones is better than Drew Locke. I mean, I'll take that. Uh, and then I drafted – I think I drafted Wilson. Um, I don't know, like 106, 107. I don't remember now. And then – I probably should have taken Mac Jones because that's not exactly the the quarterback room that inspires confidence. I think Wilson will be okay, but yeah, the starters. Two, the other two guys are, you know, dubious, we'll say. But my my brain just is like, just draft your board. You'll you can figure out quarterback throughout the season or try. I mean, I did try to trade to get Mac Jones, so uh, it just didn't work out for me, but. Um, yeah, I'm just very stubborn when it comes to that and drafts. I'm just like, just take your best guys and, you know, well, you end up with three quarterbacks anyway. So I'm just talking about like, there was like, if you need a quarterback, like you don't need a quarterback, like you have three starters on your roster. So that's not even close to needing in a 14 team super flex. Like you, you say you were trying to tr trade in for Mac Jones as mm -hmm. well. That's you want getting four starters. So, like, you're at the – that's, like, glutton I, in a 14-team super flex. I guess 
the way I think about it is, is that, yes, I do have starting quarterbacks. And, that, and, and in a 14-team league, that is valuable, even if they're lower end. But I, but I almost feel like, you know, their combined powers, you know, old Captain Planet style, you know, isn't very good. You know what I mean? I, I may have guys that I can put into slots, but will those guys win me games? And that, I guess that's the way I'm more looking at it than opposed to like the actual number of starters that I have. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I look at it like so. You're you're and I view quarterbacks completely differently in a 14 team superflex. I couldn't give a shit if I have like an elite quarterback in 14 team. Like I am just want depth and to know that I have two starters. And um, if I get somebody who hit like a rookie ends up hitting fantastic. I don't have to worry about it, but like, I'm almost Rocky's viewpoint. Like, and like, I don't really care about having the top guys. I just want to make sure I I'm covered. And, and but and it's I, not, there's no wrong way. It's just yeah. how we do things. And, and, uh, it's risk tolerance and all that fun stuff. So and that's what makes the game great because I mean, look, we're all building it completely different. You know, like we're, you know, Rocky is Rocky is he hasn't come up with a, a name for a strategy yet. I always call it zero QB just to mess with him. But QB Y. Yeah. <laughs> um but He's like, listen, that's wanna- actually a double yeah. entendre. Yeah, you be why? Why? Not bad, Bill. Not bad. Whatever's in that cup, keep going. Dead joke. But um, Agua. But listen, it, you know, I'll bring it back to to the listener league draft because Rocky was in that too in the startup. You know, what was the first nine picks or the first ten picks were all quarterbacks. And Rocky sat there and was like, well, if you're going to let Christian McCaffrey fall to me, I don't need to take quarterback 11 or quarterback 12 or 13, whatever the case may be. I'll take running back one. And we were right after Rocky. And we, I mean, we had said the same thing (laughs) earlier than that. Probably when QB seven or eight came off the board, we were like, all right, well, we're obviously in the first round, not going quarterback. And we took, uh, Jonathan Taylor. And it's just like, you know, but there's a hundred. I mean, we could have went, I mean, top of the second round, we took Joe Burrow. We could have taken Joe Burrow in the first, just to say like, Oh, we got a quarterback in the first round. It's a million different ways to play the game. And that's why I love the game so much because, you know, Bill and I co-own a team. And if we could, if we could release the DM chat while picks are on the board, you know, while we're on the, while we're on the clock and we're trying to make picks, it's like, do you like this guy? Eh, I like this guy. Do you like? Well, how about this guy? Bill's like, eh, and we're just like, and finally we settle on someone, and there's never really arguing. I think our biggest quote unquote argument was in whatever freaking round that was, the seventeenth, eighteenth round, where we went on a huge uh, dissertation on whether we should take. Uh, Heineke or uh, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah. That may be the most we actually went back and forth about a pick <laughs> in the entire draft. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah, we it was ridiculous. It now. Now we never, like, back at it. The, the funny thing is, is that, like, 
Like, why are we even talking about this? We don't even get mad at each other. We just debate the point, And then finally, I don't even think we took either guy. I think we ended up taking someone else because we were just like, we really couldn't agree on it. I hope you took someone else. Um, and here I'm going to look right now. I'm going to put this up because uh, I like it and it, it praises me. Uh, whoever said Heineke was right, I appreciate you, Rocky. Uh, we don't always agree, but that's one thing we can agree on. Um, is that are uh, you are you looking to draft like uh, in a twelve team league like a uh QB twenty eight? <laughs> I'd rather have somebody I could cut immediately. <laughs> hey, listen. Fitz so I'm Magic, just saying you guys are wrong. Fitz Magic goes down. We've seen the Heineke show almost beat the Super Bowl champs, baby. Come on. Yep. All Fitz right. Magic doesn't go down. Make sure you draft Kenyon Drake early too. Oh God, I don't want no, I don't want none of that uh, Vegas backfield. Drew, I try to make. I, I think I tried offering Drew seventeen thousand trades for Josh Jacobs, and we we could <laughs> never get anything uh, anything done. But that that backfield scares the crap out of me. Oh, oh, I'm not too worried about Drake at this point. I'm more worried about the line and what else John Gruden's got going on in his head. Looked like they were doing some good stuff last year, and then I don't know what happened this offseason. season. I just realized I, I, I have uh, I have zero Najee as well. Mm. So that's funny that uh, that's who, you have that one running back. I think I have all the others in in an array of drafts, but Najee. I don't know if I have ATN anywhere either. I think I have all Javante, Sermon, and Carter. Yeah, I have none of those guys. I have I have no Najee as well. I have no ETN, but Javante, that dude mm-hmm. just keeps falling to me for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's fine. I'll scoop him up. But uh, Rocky did mention it earlier, and you mentioned it real quick. Dude, and Bill and I talked about this with Linda on last week's show. This Trey Sermon stuff, stop taking him in the first round. I'm going to preach this. Rocky said the Trey Sermon. True, you did that, didn't you? Yeah, 104. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I took him. uh, I was in a 14 team. I might have taken him like a 201, and then I had a 204 afterwards that I took Elijah Moore. And that that was a, a draft for me. I took Javante, and then I took uh, Sermon. And then I think I might have even gotten Carter later in the second as well, just stacking up the darts there. Yeah. Okay. You, 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 said, you said two, which is fine. I, I'm going to agree with Rocky again. Rocky and I need to do a damn show. We keep agreeing like this. <laughs> 201 is too early. But, but – then you said you got Elijah Moore at 204. So you, you got the guys. You just probably should have switched the picks, but it's fine. You got the guys, whatever. It's kind of, it's what I heard people talk. We talked about the Raiders. You know, people were saying that about the Raiders draft. Like the yeah. guy they took in the first round, they should have taken in the second round. But then the guy they took in the second round, they should have taken in the first. So kind of ended up all working out at the end of the day. But. Yeah, but like people don't don't take Trey Sermon in the first round. I'm gonna I'm gonna preach this for as long as I can. Just just don't don't do your team dirty like that. Do do better for your team. That's why I'm saying it. I'm not saying it to shame anyone. I just want you to do better for your team. I want you to do the best you could possibly do for your fantasy team. Sermon's gonna end up with like 1,300 rushing <laughs> yards, 400 receiving no. yards. No. So, 15 touchdowns weeks 10 to 16 or weeks 10 to 17. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. That's all so, I need. Just most so of I, I will tell you right now, if Trey Sermon 
rushes for 1300 yards i will i will Don't. wear a a lion's jersey of your choice you're going to buy it yeah all right i'm going to buy it and i will wear it every episode for the entire off season that's not just like getting a tattoo, basically. You might as well just get a lion's tattoo. So if he has 1,300 no, rushing that. yards, huh? right? That's what you're saying? 1,300 rushing yards. Okay. I will wear and, – and you don't have to do nothing if he doesn't. This is all me. Mm-hmm. I will wear – you could pick the – you. Yeah, can we, can we pick out like a lion's tank top? No. If you, <laughs> if you want, if you want, I'm – listen, I'm not trying – I'm not trying to do – Nothing wrong on YouTube. I'm not trying to get demonetized. You know. How about this? How about this? How about we make you wear an Eagles jersey? Mm. Okay. Instead of a Lions. But 1,300 rushing yards? You Deal. Who are we going to pick? Dallas Goddard? Anyone you want. Jalen Hurts. You could do – perfect. You could do a throwback, get a B-Doc, a, a McNabb, whatever you want. I don't care. You, you name the player. 1,300 rushing yards is what your man, Trey Sermon, he is now officially your man's. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what I'm going to do with that 201 in the listener league now. Let, take Trey Sermon. I, please. I'm begging you to take Trey Sermon so that Bill and I at 202 can take a good player. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that Trey Sermon is not good, but I mean – the five-headed monster they have in San Francisco, it's just like and we and we've seen enough of Shanahan to know that he's not gonna just give it to one guy. Like as much as he he pretends like he wants to, he's not. You're gonna you're gonna see your Raheem Moster, you're gonna see your Jeff Wilson, you're gonna see whatever guy they pick up mm. off the trash heap and bring in. Could be freaking Lev Bell for all we know. Like, <laughs> like he's just gonna he's just gonna draft it. They drafted Elijah Mitchell later on in the same draft. I mean, Jamichael Hasty was decent in some games last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, he's not even get the run to get 1,300 yards. You know, I'm saying this. And I, have, I have zero shares of him, so it's like, <laughs> oh, I know, and. And I'm so confident that there that there is a zero point one percent chance because I never say never on anything, but a zero point one percent chance that he could get thirteen hundred rushing yards. That I am I am a okay with whatever the bet is. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Wayne Gallman. I mean they <laughs> they got a uh, they got Bruce Wayne Gallman from a. Uh, from the Giants over there, it's just what Shanahan does. And if he ended up, maybe if they didn't take, uh, if the Jags didn't take um, Travis Etienne, and later on they took uh, Trey Sermon, maybe you could get you know pumped about that because J. Rob would be the only other uh, you know competition in town. But too many too many mouths to feed. I just got an update on my phone that there's another pitcher going into the ninth with a no-hitter. What? Are you serious? That'll be the ninth pitcher in 42 days. I was going to say, there's like a new one every week who's just like, yeah, I just threw this no-hitter for no reason. Or something like that. No, sixth. I'm sorry, the sixth. But but it's the one a week. It used to be like 
they'd happen once, maybe twice a season. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, like ESPN would like break to it. They'd be like, okay, uh, so-and-so is going into the ninth with a no-hitter or a perfect game. And you'd be like glued. You'd be like, and now it's like, so I'm like, didn't I just watch this two days ago? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's losing its luster, guys. But, I mean, it's an amazing feat. I mean, and we're not a baseball podcast by any means, but it is an amazing feat to throw a ball 60 feet, six inches, and consistently over the course of a game have no one get a hit off of you. So props to whoever's doing that. Do you, do you know who's doing that, Bill? Uh, Corey Kluber. Uh, Kluber, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so What didn't that- make sense was a Tigers guy that did it yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. I, was, I, I couldn't. I told my employee today. I was like, somebody could put a gun to my head right now and tell me to name five tigers, and I wouldn't be able to. Like Miguel Cabrera or ever. Oh, no, I, no Bill. Bill's a, Bill's a fan. I know Bill. I used to own a baseball card shop, so I can name every player on almost every major league baseball team from like two thousands. But oh God. like, yeah, like now I, I, yeah, I haven't watched a game in year a year at least. So if, if the Miguel Cabrera call. is the only guy I could confidently name, and then two pitchers. If, if the Mets, because I, I live near Philadelphia, if the Mets are playing the Phillies, I'll watch. But I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Besides that, uh, I don't I don't get to watch uh, a bunch of games just because my uh, my team's not in market. So, yeah, is is what it is. But on, on that baseball tidbit, uh, let let's wrap let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. I want to hit one shout out though, and I want to get people over here because um, we we talked about some running backs, but we didn't talk about this guy. So uh, Alex Johnson at a underscore Johnson FF wrote an article about Michael Carter. Um, he wrote about what he expects from him in 2021 and beyond. I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to put that, that uh, address in the show description so that y'all can click on it and check it out because it was actually a really, uh, a really well done article and it was an interesting read. Um, now we can we can hit the outro here. Uh, thank you to you, Drew. Thank you because you came on in our time of need, helping uh, helping to bail us out once more. Uh, appreciate you. Just let everybody know what where they can find you, what you're doing, and what you're up to. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, dr underscore pra, which is not for doctor, which uh, is a common misconception. Apparently, I've gotten that a couple times this week. Um, and you will probably find me running around in way too many eliminators. I've already found a bunch of people from the listener league and like four or five of these popping up. So uh, love that it's eliminator season. We're getting to Scott Fishbowl. So uh, we'll be uh, seeing a lot of each other in, in those places. But otherwise, yeah, uh, I'm here in Nashville and uh, love love hanging out with you guys. So appreciate the invite and getting a chance to, to catch up a little bit since the drafts. Yeah. And, and- we, we always say Drew is the unofficial third host. I think he's just the official third host at this point. I don't even know why we keep saying unofficial because you. Uh, he, well, it's because I do 90% of the talking on this show, Bill. <laughs> Valid. I mean, you never correct me. 
And Lord knows you love doing that. Valid. So, um, but no, nah, I mean, if you see Drew in those Twitter streets, man, hit him up. He, he's super smart. He knows what the hell he's talking about. And he can drop knowledge from just about anywhere. But Drew, maybe since everyone thinks you're a doctor, maybe your your niche in this thing is to just start doing injury analysis. Just no, be like, no, <laughs> no. Already, already, people in that space. Uh, yeah, yeah it'll be like uh, the anchor man when everybody's <laughs> coming out to fight. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So, but, side note: that character was written based on a Detroit news anchor, and um, yeah. I just heard an interview with that anchor, so it was kind of funny. You know what? Bill Bill makes fun of my my love of the Dallas Cowboys, but he he always brings up Detroit and every every. No, but Anchorman was written about a Detroit uh, news anchor. That's all I'm saying. You, you see this? You see this, Drew? You mentioned Nashville once, just at the end, like, "Hey, I'm in Nashville." We mentioned Detroit like forty times. Like, what's going on here? Now I'm just busting Bill's balls, but. Uh, appreciate the chat. Uh, you guys were lit. Uh, Rocky was in here. Just him and I were agreeing on a lot of stuff, which is really cool because normally him and I don't agree on stuff. So it was it was a little weird. But we had Larry Monkey in here. We had Lindsey Kennedy in here. Uh, thank you guys. Show's always better when the chat is going off. Uh, thank you to everyone listening on podcast form. Appreciate you. No matter where you are, where you're listening, remember to subscribe so you know when we are out here and you can listen to us. And on that note, Bill, Late. we're out of here. Late. Late.